love counting down. It's fun. You're good at you're good <laughs> at it. And at least, you know, I deleted what I had already started. I like malfunctioned for a hot second there, so. But like the panic that you had over, "Oh god, why am I recording?" <laughs> I don't know why I did that because I can just delete it. I don't know why yeah. the panic came from, but it was there. And uh well, no, nothing new there. It's just a constant state of panic over here all the time. That's what I do best. <laughs> and on that note, welcome back to Oddities. I'm Cassie. And I'm Kelly. Do you and wanna... welcome back to Street Chow. There it is. I was going to say, do you want to finish it? Take it away, bitch. Go. Uh, as always, <laughs> all, of our, all of our social media is down below. Uh, we just learned that somehow, someway, um, the the thing that we use to post our podcasts has been automatically putting their there. So now it's their double. So you can't be missing it. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. At all. <laughs> now it'll go back um, to just being singular. Just one. <laughs> um, follow us on Facebook and Instagram if you want to support the show. Our Patreon's down there, too. If you want to support us, <laughs> buy our merch. That's We've right. We've got cool shit coming. We have the coolest shit coming, courtesy of, of a wonderful, Lindsay. wonderful listener, Lindsay Bidwell. Thank you. She's the best, and her work is phenomenal. She is amazing in every way, shape, or form. She gets us, you guys. She, she totally gets us. Um, she read our mind somehow and did exactly what we wanted for something. And before we, we even, were both blown away. Before we even <laughs> asked, I love it. I love so it. So if that's not a sign that this is totally meant to be, and that you should buy our merch, yes, it is. Just do it. Also, <laughs> FYI, if you ever need design work strongly consider her she's brilliant yes, and, and her fast handle and, yeah is also down below it is so check it out follow her on instagram support her yeah okay stay okay, strange that's it. bye bye <laughs> <laughs> i also just really quick want to say like over the last few weeks and i don't think i've taken the time to say this and i know i go on and on about how much i love the odd fam but we have received like a string of just very nice emails from different listeners. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy days and schedule and everything else to just do that. I can't tell you yeah. how happy it makes us. And every time, by the way, every time we receive one and one of us lets the other person know, we have like a tiny celebration amongst ourselves. <laughs> it's really exciting. Like it truly, is. I my heart stops and drops like if i see an instagram message pop up and i'm like yes. oh what did they say you I know? know or the email beep goes off and it's like oh what did they say or what are they suggesting or what is this or what is that i just we we do really really appreciate all of you we do much. and i can assure you we read and respond to every single one of them <laughs> we really do we really which do. is funny because like i would say nine times out of ten we're like, oh my gosh you responded and they were like you messaged us. You messaged us. But of like, course we will We're respond. equally ex- excited here. <laughs> <laughs> In most areas of my life, it's a case of the lights are on, but no one's home. But when it comes to oddities, the lights are both on and someone's home. <laughs> Always home. And I think I think we have a good system because, like, again, you're East Coast, I'm West Coast. So we've kind of got a good handle Yeah, we like tag on teams. the time zones. <laughs> we do. Like, I take first half of the day, you take second half of the day. And it works. It works. <laughs> just, I love that for us. Yeah. Look also, at us. 
I just want to point out really quick, I'm back in my sexy villain librarian era. I have the glasses tilted again because they were hurting my ears with the headphones. And I've got my hood up, so now I really look spooky. And of course you're doing this on Halloween weekend. I know, today's our our Halloween housewarming party. So excited. You know, I just want to point out, and I know that the Odd Fam knows this, if anyone is truly surprised that you're throwing a housewarming party for on the Halloween weekend, they don't know you. They don't know me. It's true. And it's not going to it's they not going to be huge. Uh unfortunately a lot of people couldn't come, but it's still going to be a blast. I wish you could be here. We're going to have I've got the Ouija board set up. We're going to have Pong. I've got my tarot cards out. I have regular cards out. We've got a fire pit. We're ready. Pizza, you know, <laughs> and booze, of course. Pizza and beer, we're good. <laughs> what, else, what else do we need, people? And costumes, so, yeah. And music, we're good. <laughs> and music, that's right. Um, Ooh, and I got a sneak peek of the costume. You did. <laughs> it's a good did. one. I'll put a picture it's up. It's a good one. Um, so, how what's, what's new in your world, my friend? My dearest, dearest friend. Not a lot. This week kind of just turned into a blur. <laughs> It was a fast fucking week. It was a really fast week, and it was a week that I was like, I knew I had a lot going on, but then I didn't realize how much I had going on. Mm, and then it happened. <laughs> and then, yes. And then it all happened, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, hey, I'm recording, but I don't know when I got here, or how I got here, or... Okay. <laughs> but, good news, I my I did do my topic. Well, I that's good. I one of those moments, like, last week when I was like, oh, crap, but then it was already written. Well, that's great news. Thrilled to hear so, that. Yeah. Excellent. We were, um, I'm dying to hear this story where before we started recording, you were like, I should save this. So, you know, we hopped on and Cassie commented on the fact that I was wearing a Disney jersey and I'm obsessed with them because they're very comfy. It looks comfy. Um, and I was oh, saying, well, yeah. Se- hold on. Pause one second. What's up? Sorry, c- carry on. Special guest appearance by Corey. Yay! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, I'm so sorry. Carry on. Anyways, I said, yeah, the two things I collect from Disneyland, mugs and Disney jerseys, and I'm mm-hmm. probably going to get one in December. And Cassie goes, I just collect character signatures. <laughs> I do. I do. And then Kelly shared with me, she has a friend who went to like school, like Disney character school. If you want to call it that. She was selected as a Disney princess. So she went to school. They send you to school in Canada. It's like clown school, but like for, for Disney princesses. For Disney princesses and characters. Because like the way that she described it to us, like someday she'll just be a cast member. Right. Right. Um, But she's trained to cover, you know, X, Y, Z amount of characters or princesses, depending on her height and like appearance. Right. So, she has, they had to go through like an entire semester of learning how to do the autographs, identical to what everyone else does the autographs because Disney magic, you know. <laughs> and I said, that's great if you ever want to commit a crime and leave a, a note behind because it won't be, <laughs> it won't be your handwriting and it'll be so close to so many other people's handwriting. Exactly. Handwriting analysis is an extremely imperfect science. So here we are. And then, you know, speaking of Disney writings, Apparently yeah. there was a lot of Disney clues in the latest Taylor Swift music video. Wow, missed those. My bad. And I then I went back and I went, oh yeah, that's how Disney does their D's. The D. <laughs> the D. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Right. So my story, my story was, is, uh, it's still my story, is that yep. ever since I was a kid, you know, I, I, when, like, I lived in California for a hot second. We used to go to Disneyland a lot, and then we would go to, like, uh, Knott's Berry Farm all the, a lot. And mm-hmm. one time when I was at Knott's Berry Farm, somebody stole my autograph book. And I had I had tons of signatures in there, and it got stolen. And this was the same fucking day that Snoopy wouldn't sign my shit. And and there was a power outage, so half the rides were just, like, down. And it was just... <gasps> this day, fucking... When I tell you it has scarred me, it has scarred me. So now, now I'm, like, a fucking psycho hoarder about getting these autographs when I go, and it's like... You better fucking believe I keep that book on my person at all times. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I'm not leaving it anywhere because you know why? People can't fucking be trusted. And then this, everybody, this is a deep dive into my psyche and why I have trust issues still to this day. So there's my story. It's and like this just made me more excited about going to Disneyland with you. <laughs> so you can witness it in person. Oh my God, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> oh yes, I would love that. And... I just like this is like up there in terms of things that have like left an impression on me. It's like about equal with like my Kelly Clarkson highlights, which I've spoken about on this podcast before. Do you you are aware of the Kelly Clarkson highlights? And it's still to this day, it's just it's all just too troubling for me. And I think I just need therapy again. And and here we are. <laughs> and on that note, and how on are that you note- doing? <laughs> That was your week. On that note, I'm thriving. My week is going well. My toxicology class still sucks ass. Um, But I've let some people know how I feel about the class so that maybe something could be done. What else? Uh, It looks like some things are being done. I kind of ripped our dog trainer a new asshole because he was like a dick. (gasps) So he needed to hear that feedback. Um, You know, so I'm just like taking down people left and right (laughs) This week. I love this energy. <laughs> Thank you. She's Together we it. can take over the world. <laughs> Next up, world domination. But yeah, <laughs> it's, um, it's been fun. Prepping for the party. Uh, so when we're done here today, I will, <coughs> excuse me, I will edit. And then uh, I choked a little. Bless you. Okay. Was, I choked a little. Um, I have jello shots um, solidifying in the fridge right now. <laughs> Fun fact, Cassie and her mom make the best jello shots. They're and good I fucking jello shots. Uh, I'm going to say something I'm going to really regret here. Don't. I hate jello. In fact, jello gives me the freaks. It freaks I me out, like the too. Way it, I don't like the way it jiggles. I, <laughs> My body don't jiggle, jiggle. You know, I don't, uh, I don't. I don't like it either, but I only like it in shot form. I, you know what? I can do shot form. Yeah. That's I okay can do the me. shot form. It's less jiggly. I don't know. But anyways, can't handle Jello. Um, kind of have a fear of it because of the way it looks at me. And and I was tormented with that in college. So we're not going to go there. Wow, we're just going down a rabbit hole. What wow. We a, lot, a lot is coming out this morning. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so. Right. Should we? Yeah. We're 11 minutes in. We're 11 yeah, let's just jump right in. What are to- you talking about today? <laughs> Wow, everybody. Hi. So today I am talking. First of all, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I think this is the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Uh, is it the Sunday after Thanksgiving? I think this is a few days after um, my anniversary. So because last week you did this. Happy anniversary, honey. I love you. Happy, happy anniversary, years. Michael and Kelly. We love you. Uh, I love that so much. Thanks, guys. Um, What am I talking about today? 
I'm talking about one of the most famous addresses in America, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, which is also perhaps <sighs> the country's most famous haunted house. I am talking about the White House ghosts. Yes, let's it it's only makes sense that our fine nation has a house heading it that is full of ghosts. That seems correct. That seems accurate. Yes. So White House, um, like staff members, presidents, first lady ladies, all the people like have reported feeling, you know, spookily bookala ghostly presences. Hearing unexplained noises and actually running into like actual apparitions, even on their way out of the bathtub in one particularly famous case. Ooh. So, yeah, I have um, like basically what this is going to be, kids, today is just a whole slew of examples and stories about this. So, everybody buckle up. So, 1862 to 63, Mary Todd Lincoln, Abe's wife. Going way back. We're going back. <laughs> She's grieving over her son, Willie, his death. In February. So that's very sad. And so she starts participating in spirit circles, a.k.a. seances, in the Red Room at the White House. By the by, does that not sound like a sex dungeon? Isn't that what it was called in, like, Fifty Shades of Grey? Wasn't it the Red Room? Yep. I love that for Mary Todd Lincoln. Like, all the power to her. Yep. All right, so we'll leave that. There's a lot to say there. Continue. Anyway, she does the seances in the Red Room at the White House and the Presidential Cottage at the Soldier's Home. Spiritualism, of course, as we know, and I've talked about extensively, was, like, very popular during this time, um, and also, like, around the height of the Civil War and into, like, the 1900s, even. And families start looking for comfort for, like, the loss of loved ones, right? (coughs) Then, going forward a few years, 1901 to 1904, Jeremiah Jerry Smith. Wow. What a name. He starts working for... Jeremiah Jerry I just have Smith. a feeling I just have a feeling that uh his mother was in labor for a really long time with that name. She's like, I'm gonna fuck you over as much as you fucked me over, kid. <laughs> so starts working at the White House during uh like Ulysses S. Grant's like administration in the late eighteen sixties. He was a footman and he served as a footman. He was also a butler, cook, doorman, and official duster. This guy was a jack of all trades. Until his retirement, like thirty five years later. Um, he was like a very like popular character around the house and like a storyteller and reporters could always count on Smith like on a slow news day. And he claimed to have seen the ghosts of Lincoln, Grant, McKinley, and several first ladies. In 1911, there was one little known spirit that's still like an issue or not an issue, but like hanging out, I guess today it's an unidentified 15 year old boy called the thing. The thing, the thing, the thing greatly frightened the Taft domestic staff in 1911 um, President Taft's military aide, Major Archibald Butt. Stop. <laughs> it's it's true. <laughs> I wish the listeners could see your face right now. <laughs> Good old Archie Butt. I can't. I love this too much. <laughs> yes, I'm just going to sidebar here right, really quick. When you said the thing, all I could think of was the car. The thing. <laughs> well, Cassie's still <laughs> laughing about butts. <laughs> and the car. Oh, God. All right. We are mature. <laughs> okay. 
Archibald. Did you sample those jello shots? God, I wish I did. Major (laughs) Archibald Butt wrote to his sister, Clara. I don't know if her last name was still Butt or not. Well, Clara's a great name. We'll continue. He wrote, quote, (laughs) quote, the ghost, it seems, was a young boy about 14 or 15 years old. They say that the first knowledge one has of the presence of the thing is a slight pressure on the shoulder as if someone were leaning over your shoulder to see what you might be doing. Um, end quote. President Taft ordered but <laughs> to tell the White House staff that the first member to repeat stories about the thing would be fired. Taft was 0% having this. He was like, but come here, but listen here but nobody's <laughs> to speak of the fucking thing oh god I'm, I, my face hurts and if I hear that you're talking about the thing you're fired but it's, it's your ass but <laughs> you bet your ass you're fired <laughs> come here ass alright oh, additional lore and sightings so Abraham Lincoln <laughs> Abraham Lincoln appear, appears in the Lincoln bedroom and the yellow oval room uh let's see i find that very interesting considering like i don't know when i think of well i kind of disproved this theory already but i when i think of people like haunting certain places i assume that they died there and yeah Lincoln right didn't die no he died at the, the theater like i would have figured it was yeah. like you know at the theater this would happen but i guess not he was like i look this is a well sick... maybe at the theater i mean maybe maybe he does maybe he bounces around i don't know yeah you know yeah. but he was like look this is a sick house if I'm going to be doomed to hang out here on this godforsaken planet, I might as well hang out in this house. And then, like, not only that, like, his term was cut short. True. Of course he's going to hang out. True. Um, so, First Lady Grace Coolidge, Prime Minister Winston Churchill, and Queen Wilhelmina of, by the way, I love the name Wilhelmina, of the Netherlands, claim to have seen Lincoln. Um, <sighs> then there's Willie Lincoln. <clears throat> Going back to Mary Todd and her seances. Willie Lincoln, who died in the White House, was seen in the White House by staff members of the Grant administration in the 1870s. So I think, like, Mary Todd was, like, dicking around with, like, some of the shady business, and now I think Willie's hanging out there. Um, Mom, you called? You rang? Andrew Jackson is supposedly, you can be seen lying in his bed in the Queen's bedroom, a.k.a. the Rose Room, and he lets out a guttural laugh that has been heard in the White House since the 1860s. Mary Todd Lincoln claimed to have heard uh, Jackson stomping and swearing. Same. If I'm going to haunt anybody's ass, I'm going to be stomping around all petty-like and dropping the F-bomb. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, big time. Mood. Thomas Jefferson likes to play his violin in the Oval Room, the Yellow Oval Room. So, I mean, we love a good throwdown. These names. I love the names of the room. I know. Dolly Madison protects the Rose Garden. Love that for Dolly. John Tyler haunts the Blue Room, proposing to Julia Gardner, his second wife. That's kind of of cute. I mean, I don't really know what the story is there, but, you know, whatever. William Henry... Yeah, William Henry Harrison haunts the attic. He was the first president to die in the White House. That's, like, very... No diss to William Henry Harrison, but, like, that's, like, very trite that you choose to haunt the attic. I mean, really? The only place more cliche than that would be, like, the basement. Which is probably, like, a secret bunker now or some shit. I bet there isn't a, ba- a an actual basement. It's all just tunnels. <laughs> it's all tunnels, like lead, like lead line tunnels or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Abigail Adams 
Uh, she can be seen hanging laundry in the East Room. And contemporary staff can smell wet laundry and the scent of lavender. That's kind of comforting, though. Um, an unnamed British soldier who perished during the War of 1812 roams the White House grounds holding a torch. Who gave that guy the, uh, the audacity to do that? David Burns. He owned the land on which the White House now stands and can be seen or heard in the Yellow Oval Room. I don't know what, what people have heard him doing, but maybe he's just, like, talking away or I don't know. Um... Anna Surratt uh, bangs on the doors of the White House, pleading to see President Andrew Johnson. She was there to beg for a pardon for her mother. Um, and she was also a supposed, uh, her mother was was a supposed Lincoln assassination conspirator, Mary Surratt. So that's interesting. Um, so we'll go, I, I chose like a handful that we can go just slightly more into depth on. Um, that I thought could be a little like fun ski little tidbit here. So Abigail Adams and David Burns. So Abigail Adams and her husband, John, who was the second president of the U.S., moved to the White House from the former U.S. Capitol in Philadelphia. And at the time, Washington, D.C. was like basically still just like a town. It was like built on swampy land on like the banks of the Potomac. It really wasn't like the big to-do that it is now. Were you going to say something? I just... <laughs> where our nation's capital started and where it is now. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Who would have um, thought? <laughs> uh, yeah. Because the East Room of the the new White House um, was the warmest and driest, she used to hang the wash in there. And her ghost, clad in a cap and lace shawl, has reportedly been seen heading towards the East Room, arms outstretched as if carrying laundry. Um did you know that Lincoln, who is believed to have attended only two of the seances his wife held in the White House, actually supposedly foresaw his own death more than once, including in a dream he had shortly before he was killed? So that's spooky. That's just a fun little tidbit there for you. That makes me wonder, was he really hesitant to go to the theater that night? I for sure fucking would have been. I don't think I probably would have gone. In fact, <clears throat> while we're just speaking about Lincoln for a moment, friends. Friends. <laughs> every year, my sisters like to remind me that Lincoln was assassinated on my birthday. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, you're right. Oh, happy fucking birthday. <laughs> oh, and the Titanic hit the damn freaking iceberg. You're right. Anyways, continue. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh my god. Well, that's enough. That's enough on that day. Nothing else will happen bad on that day. Um... A lesser-known early White House personality, like I've mentioned, is this David Burns, and he's been said to haunt the halls. He sold the government most of the land on which the city of Washington, including the presidential residence, was built. Lillian Rogers Parks, a seamstress who chronicled her 30-year career working at the White House in a 1961 memoir, told the story of a valet to President Franklin D. Roosevelt, who reportedly heard a disembodied voice coming from a distance in the yellow oval room, saying, I'm Mr. Burns. <laughs> At least he announced himself. Well, okay. <clears throat> now That's we know. the thing to do. During Harry S. Truman's administration, a guard heard a similar voice, thinking it was then the, like, Secretary of State James Burns, uh, spelled differently, but he went looking for him only to learn that the Secretary hadn't even been at the White House that day. So, not spooky. Mm. But, like, could it not have just been, like, a staff member fucking around? I don't know. I'm just saying. My money's on that. I mean, I think I think genuinely it could be. Um, all right. Good old Andy Jackson and Harry Truman. So, in 1824, Andrew Old Hickory Jackson. What the fuck with names? Honestly, back. I just... <laughs> I honestly fucking can't. 
Bring back Archibald Again, Fox. I really just wish the listeners could see your face when you said that name. <laughs> I just fucking can't. So Jackson, Jesus, Jackson was defeated by John Quincy Adams in one of like the most, I guess, supposedly contentious presidential elections in history. I'm not into politics, so I'm neither here nor there about it. But elected president four years later, uh, the surly Jackson continued to hold like grudges against those who had supported his opponent. So in the early 1860s, First Lady Mary Todd Lincoln, who believed strongly in the occult, we love that for Mary Todd, um, reportedly, like I said, held seances to commune with the spirits of her dead sons, told friends that she heard Jackson stomping and swearing through the halls of the presidential residence. The Rose Room, his bedchamber while he was president, is believed by some to be one of the most haunted rooms in the entire house. I guess a lot of shit goes down in the Rose Room, so that's kind of wild. Um, there's also... Uh, let's see. Jackson's ghostly presence also showed up in the White House correspondence of Harry Truman, um, our 33rd president. In June of 1945, two months into his first term, Truman wrote to his wife, Bess, of the spooky quality of the White House. And he says, quote, I sit here in this old house and work on foreign affairs, read reports and work on speeches, all the while listening to the ghosts walk up and down the hallway and even right here in the study. The floors pop and the drapes move back and forth. I can just imagine old Andy Jackson and Teddy Roosevelt having an argument over Franklin Roosevelt. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> so, <clears throat> I have one more. It's, it's good old Abe. Um, he is the most frequently reported sighting in the White House over the years. Um, and also, like I guess, just feeling his presence, if you were, but whatever. As we know, his life was cut short by via this assassination in 1865. Grace Coolidge, who was wife of President Calvin Coolidge, was the first person to say that she had actually seen his ghost. According to her, the lanky former president was standing looking out of a window in the Oval Office across the Potomac to the, to the former Civil War battlefields beyond. Then Lady Bird Johnson. <laughs> I really just... I always loved her name. <clears throat> I always loved her name. I just don't even know anymore, but she was the wife of Lyndon Johnson. Um, she reportedly, oh, excuse me, she reportedly felt his presence one night while watching a television program about his death. I really don't know what to make of that. Me thinks that was maybe Lady Bird's imagination, but, you know, whatever. Most notably, sightings of uh, Lincoln's ghost were frequently reported during the long administration of Franklin Roosevelt, um, who also presided over, you know, the country over, you know, it was like a great time of upheaval, right? It was 1933 to 45. It was, we had a lot going on. And, and First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt used the Lincoln bedroom as her study and said she would feel his presence while she worked there late at night. During her visit to the White House, Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands heard a knock on her bedroom door in the night. And when she answered it, she reportedly saw Lincoln's ghost wearing his top hat and then fainted away. Just, that's it. She fainted. She was like, this is crazy. And she just was like, I give up and for tonight. Passed out. Faints, faints in Dutch. So British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, who visited the White House more than once during World War II, told a story of emerging naked from his evening bath, smoking his pipe, or I'm sorry, smoking his cigar, only to find Lincoln sitting by the fireplace in his room. So he was just there with his dick out. And there was Lincoln, presumably not with his dick out. Um, never mind. Okay. I'm not going to say it. All right. So um, lastly, when Lillian Rogers Parks, the seamstress, once investigated the sound of someone pacing on an upper level of the White House, 
Another staff member told her the room in question had been unoccupied, and that was just old Abe pacing the floor. Quote, Psychics have speculated that Lincoln's spear remains in the White House to be on hand in times of crisis, as well as to complete the difficult work that his untimely death left unfinished. And that are some of the major White House goes for you. So, so seems like there's a, a theme there with Lincoln. I, I wonder if the Obamas ever saw him. Oh, yeah. Because Barack <clears throat> swore, was sworn in with, his, with Lincoln's Bible. Oh, I bet you any money they probably did. So I'm just like wondering if that was like, oh, well, thanks for using my Bible, friend, or something. I don't know. All right. First of all, I I love that voice. I love that for Abe Lincoln. I wish wish that's what he sounded like. Thanks for using my Bible, friend. Why is he from like Texas? He was from Illinois. I love that so much. But anyway. Maybe. Anyways. <laughs> Maybe they did. I don't know. But that, uh, that's curious. The, the White House ghosties for you. Spooky well, stuff. Great topic. Where did you get this one okay. from? I was just sitting here and I was like, I know a place that's haunted as fuck, supposedly. It's the White House. <laughs> and then I looked it up and I was like, holy shit, there's actually a whole lot of stories here. And like the articles that I found, it was like, they went on and on and on. So like I probably could have had probably a good 10 or 15 pages of notes and I just like, I was like, okay, I'm cutting it here. You you took a chill pill. <laughs> yeah. What if you want? If you guys want part two, let me know. I can do more White House ghosties. We can do more. More spookalabooks. Well, thank you. Yes. Excellent topic. Thank you. Nothing uh, like the nation's number one house being haunted as this nation founded on blah 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 and ghosts and ghosts and also ghosts. That's correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I've got. What do you have today? Uh, Well, also in West Virginia, I have the Flatwoods Monster. Spooky! This wonderful little cryptid... Yeah? (laughs) Literally, (laughs) it literally, like, I I was kind of speechless when I saw this article. It, (laughs) let me, let me get the word for word for you. Okay. It prompted a U.S. Air Force UFO inquiry. (laughs) Yes! This is my shit. Okay. So I swear uh, to God, like though, the second this, I read that line, I'm I was all over it. If this fucking so. turns out to be the fucking Sandhill Crane, though, I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be both thrilled and also not happy at all. I'm just saying. I I I need you to Google what this thing looks okay, like. Okay. Yeah. So Please. it's the it's the, the flat- Flatwoods monster because. <laughs> Okay, flat winds. <laughs> I need you to have the image while I'm telling the story. <laughs> oh, I have got the flat woods monster. Yes, the flat woods monster. Okay. All right, let's see images. Oh, for the love of God. I, <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> it looks like a light bulb. <laughs> First of all, this we've talked about this before. West Virginia, we are right in the heart of like... Appalachia, Appalachia, however we say it. They've got some freaky fucking shit going on over there. We've got the Mothman. We've got this shit. We've got all kinds of weird shit hanging out in the woods. I don't know. Yep. But not deer. Okay. Carry on with this, <laughs> not light, <deer. laughs> this light bulb. <laughs> all right. So um, let's just start with a little spoopy story. It was yes. almost fully dark on the evening of September 12th in 1952. Edward May, Freddie May, Neil Nunley, and Tommy Heyer 
All young residents of the town of Flatwoods were playing on the lawn of the Flatwoods Elementary School. Suddenly, a bright light streaked across the sky overhead and appeared to crash into a hillside. Oh. On on G. Bailey's Fisher's Farm. Okay, again with the fucking names. These are so (laughs) stupid. (laughs) The boys ran to see what they saw in the sky. The Mays' home was on their way, and they stopped to tell their mother, Kathleen May. That had seen uh, what they had seen. Kathleen called the National Guardsman Eugene Lemon and the family <clears throat> dog Richie oh to accompany her on the boys and the boys to the crash site. Upon reaching the site of the crash, the group saw a pulsing red light. Lemon shined his flashlight up on the hill, and the group witnessed a terrifying sight: a ten-foot-tall creature with a head shaped like a spade and what appeared to be a dark metal dress. Oh, fabulous. Oh, stunning. Right? Isn't that the... (laughs) It's a Negroni. Spagliato. With Prosecco. With a splash of Prosecco. (laughs) Stunning. Oh, stunning. All right. I love you. Uh, (laughs) I love you back. (laughs) The creature's hands were twisted and clawed, and what seemed to be eyes glowing in an eerie orange color. It appeared to levitate off the ground. A strange, sickening mist hung in the air. The creature hissed and glided quickly towards the witnesses. The group then turned and fled in terror. Okay, first of all, I love that the reaction was this thing to, to like, hiss at them. That's so bitchy. I love that. Right? What a vibe. What a fucking fuck. Yes, same. Yes. <laughs> Some of the members of the group suffered from throat irritation, vomiting, and nausea, which persisted for days. These symptoms were passed off as side effects of hysteria. Oh. But it's worth nothing that there's also tell t- telltale signs of exposure to mustard gas. Oh. Not stunning. <laughs> <laughs> Stunning. Uh, May and Lemon reported the incident to the local authorities who searched the area that night and claimed to find nothing. Of course they fucking did it. It's a cover-up. It's a fucking cover-up, everybody. (laughs) Another sighting of the creature similar in description to the Flatwoods monster was reported by Mrs. Audra Harper. Not long before the infamous sighting on the Fisher's farm, Harper claims to have seen the monster while walking through the woods near her home near the town of Heaters. Heaters is about five miles north of the Flatwoods. Okay. Harper and her friends were walking uh, to a nearby store on the road leading out of the uh, their property. There was an in, uh, implacable and rutted, so they were taking a shortcut. Oh, so, okay. They were whatever. like, yeah, we're going to go through somebody's um, lawn or something. No, they literally went through the forest. Don't do that in the middle of the night, people. That's stupid. Okay. Anyways. These people are, I mean, they are asking <laughs> for asking some kind for of it. alien shit to happen. Yeah. <clears throat> um, blah, 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 blah. The road leading out of their prop. Blah, blah, I already said that. The forest, um, <laughs> instead of walking the road, which would have increased their trip significantly, about a half mile into their trip, they noticed a ball of fire on one of the hills um, that they were passing. Harper dismissed it, assuming that their neighbors were fox chasing. Oh? Which I guess 
I guess. meant people would light like fox dens on fires and hope that they come out and then they chase it. I'm that's assuming that that's what it means. Horrendous. I hate that. Yes, I didn't like that at all. No. Um. When she glanced back, she saw something unbelievable. The fire had vanished, and in its place stood a tall, dark silhouette of a man-shaped figure. Terrified, Harper and her friends ran, escaping among the rocks and boulders strewn around the hillside. Oh. The day after September 12th incident in the Flatwoods, another strange sighting occurred near Strange Creek. Strange Creek? Strange Creek. Oh my god, we need to move there. I know. I thought that was I love that. Um, Strange Creek is about 20 miles south of the Flatwoods. Reportedly, George and Edith Stanowski and their 18-month-old son were driving through the rural area between Clay and Braxton County on Route 4 when their car suddenly died. Oops. The Mr. Stanowski attempted to restart the car with no avail. It was nighttime and... The road was deserted. While they were trying to figure out what to do, a foul and sulfurous smell filled the, f- the air. Same. The baby began to cry. A strange bright light filled the darkness, and a couple witnessed a 10-foot-tall creature hovering in front of their car. The description is similar to, one of the, to that of the original sighting, except the monster was not wearing what presumed to be a spade-shaped hood. Instead, its head was reported reptilian and bony. Oh my god, lizard people. Floating lizard, lizard people. people. Um, the creature dragged its lizard-like hand across the hood of the car before drifting away into the woods. As soon as the monster was out of sight, the car restarted and the couple sped away. Right, first of all, this bitch knows how to make a dramatic entrance. And I right. am here for it. Like the scratching right. across the hood and then they were like, bye bitch. Bye. And that was it. <laughs> Stunning. Stunning. They're stunning. Yeah. Um, Stanowski would uh, later give his account for a mail magazine in the 1995, 1955 issue. Stories have become like eerie for, for la, la, la. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, eerie mm-hmm. folktale. Okay. Uh, since the original incidents in 1952, its impact on the real community has been huge. Sometimes if you stand outside... Um, at night, you can almost feel it, like the monster left a gift from the stars for us. Oh, that's like kind of romantic, um, right? Yeah. Um, and they just quite they, like they say that they feel the gift, but they haven't found the gift yet. What is the gift? We just don't know. We don't know. Yeah, it's um, a Negroni. The has not been. Although the monster has not been seen since the original incidents of 1952, um, it's left a huge impact on this community. It's like, it's the mascot. It's up there with the Mothman. I love this for West Virginia. Um, An article by Marilyn Hosey. Um, Hosey is a paranormal enthusiast and a huge fan of the Flatwoods Monster. Marilyn is employed by the Flatwoods Monster Museum. I want to go. Shut up, really? (laughs) Yes. Oh my god, well we should hit up the Mothman Festival and then hit up the museum. Yeah. Oh my agreed. god, I love this. Um, uh, and she's also the author of a fantasy novel for young teens entitled The Swift Ones. The Swift Ones also sounds like something Taylor Swift would write. Anyways. Yes. Um, 
The location where the sighting took place in 1952 is on a private property. We do not advocate the trespassing. So, that is from the people of this area. Please do not trespass onto the property. It's pub- It's private. It's somebody owns the property. Don't do it. Don't be um, stupid people. Oh my god, knock on the door first and ask permission. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, again, this is like... The Flatwoods Monster is a very like popular thing. And it's the... um. Volunteer firefighters mascot. Is it really? <laughs> it's known for everything. Um, you can have your own piece of the Flatwoods. Um, there's a man by the name of um, John Gibson who makes little ceramic statues of the Flatwood monster for you. Oh my god! Um, the, I, again, I wish I could show. Like, I don't know if you can even see this. He's riding a fire truck. Right oh my there. god! I love that. <laughs> I want um, one. And if you want Flatwoods merch, you can you can visit the Cryptid Mart, where they have all of the Flatwoods needs that you might need to fulfill, friends. I have, I didn't know that I needed any of this to complete my life, but now I know that I didn't. This is what's been missing all this time. So, there you have it. That's the amazing. Monster. How did and, you find this shit? Um, I think I, this is so like anticlimactic. I'm pretty sure I just Googled West Virginia (laughs) spooky shit or something like that. Like when I was like making my list, I I felt like there's certain states that just have more of a history. You're exactly right. Haunted past. Mm -hmm. So, um, same thing, West Virginia. I'm like, there's gotta be some crazy stuff. I knew that there was already crazy stuff there. So, um, behold, and lo and behold, the, the Flatwoods monster cryptid had not been covered yet. So I'm like, Hmm listed excellent find i'm sorry i had cut you off what were you gonna say you were you said and oh i don't know now oh, oh that's I'm the so flatwoods sorry. monster maybe oh okay <laughs> okay my bad sorry, listeners that's my, my brain bad. doesn't work um i adored that <laughs> i adore this episode between archibald butt <laughs> and this monster and that stunning getup and the dramatic entrances and exits. I lo- this this full on sounds like some alien shit to me. Yeah, and like on the scale of things that are paranormal, supernatural, out of this world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We all know how passionately I feel about fucking aliens. I, I not about fucking aliens, but about aliens. <laughs> I should say I love Careful aliens. With your wording. Yeah, wor- words, word choice. <sighs> when you need to come visit, so we can go get some alien jerky alien jerky yes so my oldest sister lives in las vegas and uh. it's a five hour drive from where we are and you know there's always fun stuff on the side of the road mm. and there's like this whole like alien thing on the side of the road because aliens in Amazing. vegas go hand in hand um you know area 51 and all that fun stuff right right so right. um yeah <clears throat> we'll have to stop and get some alien jerky to fill, fulfill your alien needs not to mention i love a good road trip so i mean let's do it that's this what a fucking episode this was i this was just wow (laughs) i don't even know how to wrap this shit up so i'm not even gonna try to i'm just going to say until next time stay strange